Welcome back to Stories Out Loud. This podcast is devoted to my students to help them understand literature. I am prepared to read anything they need me to read for the benefit of reading comprehension. I'll be reading two poems in this podcast, An Irish Airman Foresees His Death by William Butler Yeats and a poem, February 18th, 1943, by Catherine Tufariello. William Butler Yeats was an Irish poet who wrote both mythic poems and political poems. An Irish Airman Foresees His Death is, at least in part, a political poem that comments on war and on Ireland's involvement, specifically in World War I. I have learned not to assume that my students know much about World War I and World War II. There are two aspects of World War I that I think are helpful to understand to fully appreciate this particular poem by Yeats. World War I is known for both brutal trench warfare and for air battle. On the one hand, soldiers dug trenches or ditches in which they hunkered down for a place to fire weapons and to take cover from bombing campaigns and gas attacks. It was a terrible war. World War I is also known to be the first war in which aircraft was used. So there were planes for the first time. On the one hand, you had soldiers who were underground in trenches, and on the other hand, you had them airborne overhead in the clouds. During World War I, Ireland was part of the United Kingdom of Great Britain and Ireland. However, many Irish believed, and rightly so, that Ireland's political and social interests were ignored by England. A movement was underway in Ireland during World War I to become independent from Great Britain. This movement was known as Home Rule. William Butler Yeats was in favor of home rule, and it resulted eventually in the creation of um, an independent Ireland in Northern Ireland, or the Republic of Ireland in Northern Ireland. Northern Ireland is still part of the United Kingdom. The Republic of Ireland is not. Why is this relevant to... An Irish airman foresees his death. That is a legitimate question. After all, the poem is a eulogy to Yeats's family friend, Major George Gregory, who died in battle over Italy, much the way that Yeats imagines him in this poem. Pay attention to the speaker's motivation in the poem. The airman foresees his death and then ponders war and his reasons for being in it. He is not motivated by hatred toward an enemy. He is not motivated by a love for the people he serves. In fact, he identifies his countrymen as those who are from Kiltartan, which is a town on the west coast of Ireland. It's not a country. It's a small location, and in the poem, the airman speaker 
does not believe he is aiding his fellow Kiltartans by being in war, and he does not believe that his death will serve any great cause either. So what motivates the airman to take part to partake in the war. That's an interesting part of this poem because the Irish were not compelled to fight for Great Britain during World War I. Mostly, they signed up. So there's one line in the poem for you to look out for, and it's uh, the line that defines a rationale for fighting the speaker is motivated by, quote, a lonely impulse of delight, end quote. In other words, he may just be looking for a thrill. The quote from the, uh, before we turn to this poem, let me simply say that there's a word that, a word of the day, and the word is tumult. It is the root word of the word tumultuous, as in a tumultuous time. Tumult means a loud confusion, particularly in relation to a crowd. So let's now turn to the poem, uh, An Irish Airman Foresees His Death. I know that I shall meet my fate somewhere among the clouds above. Those that I fight, I do not hate. Those that I guard, I do not love. My country is Kiltartan Cross. My countrymen, Kiltartan's poor. No likely end could bring them loss or leave them happier than before. Nor law nor duty bade me fight, nor public men nor cheering crowds. A lonely impulse of delight drove to this tumult in the clouds. I balanced all, brought all to mind. The years to come seemed a waste of breath, a waste of breath the years behind. In balance with this life, this death, 1919.